Hey, how you doing everyone? Aaron here with uh, the Tactical Realtor. I believe that's the name I'm going to keep for this uh, podcast as I've been going back and forth and trying to decide what I want to do. I always have the hardest time coming up with names for either the YouTube channel, uh, my real estate business, or the uh, podcast. I always, uh, for some reason, don't like the names I come up with. I guess I'm not very creative. But uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know who I am and uh why I feel that I can speak on these uh, subjects. I'm a local realtor in Connecticut. I've been in the real estate business as a licensed realtor for about four years now, and I have also been in real estate investing starting back in 2006, right before the big bubble crash where I lost some money. Because uh, I really, at that point in time, had no idea what I was doing. I was just following some stuff online and trying to make it work. But uh, let's get into today's episode. This is going to be episode number two, and we're going to be talking about wholesaling. All right, everyone. So now that we are uh, getting into this, I have a lot of people ask me, what's the best way to get started in real estate investing? Now, um, you could start off as a bird dog, and that's just somebody who goes out and finds properties for somebody else, but that's really not real estate investing. Now, you will hear wholesaling called a bunch of different names. You might hear it called uh, real estate day trading by certain gurus. You might hear it called um, reverse wholesaling or um, something along those lines. Now, in a nutshell, the basis of real estate investing when it comes to wholesaling is you can think of it like this as a used car lot. A used car lot will go to auction. They'll buy home, um, sorry, homes. They'll buy cars at the uh, lowest price possible, mark them up a few thousand dollars, and then sell that car. Now, that's very similar to what we're going to be doing with real estate. So, the basic, basic, um, uh, basic, basic when it comes to um, wholesaling is. Step one, you want to find a property. Now, you can advertise in Craigslist. Uh, you can't advertise the back page anymore because it has been seized by the federal government for sex trafficking. So um, that was a good source. Not as good as um, Craigslist, but it was fairly good. Uh, bandit signs in your town, if they're allowed, or if you put them up in the morning, take them down at night so you don't get in trouble. You could do something like that, but please check with your town ordinance. And then uh, getting a list of um, list pendants or pre-foreclosure homes in your area. And there's a bunch of resources online if you uh, want to search that. Or you could just talk to a realtor and tell them you're looking for any home that might be considered a short sale. Because that's going to be in a list pendants. And um, then just driving around town and uh, driving dollars, they call it, and looking for homes that are dilapidated, run down, grass is long, doesn't look like there's anybody there. And then the last possible way to do it, or one of the other ways that you can do it, I wouldn't say it's the last way, but one of the other ways you can do it is pay for a list from different listing sources, and you can get lists of out-of-town um, owners. So they're not owner-occupied. They might live in a different state, weren't able to sell the home, and now they're a long-distance landlord, and that's not really what their plan was. So once you advertise, you're going to hopefully get your phone ring off the hook, and you want to look for properties that have some equity in them. So for example, if you find a home uh, that's worth maybe $100,000, um, you might want to negotiate it down to 55000 and that would be your contract with the homeowner. So you're going to have the 
A to B transaction, which is you, and then you're going to have the B to C transaction, which is you to a uh, another investor that's going to do the rehab, the fix and flip, and take on more of the uh, the stress and uh, issues that could go wrong with a fix and flip and liability. Now, you can use your basic purchase and sales contract from your local realtor's office. You can uh, go online and have one, um, download one, just have an attorney check it out. Uh, one thing that I like to use is I use Legal Shield for all of my legal needs. It's a monthly subscription that I pay and they will review up to so many documents for me and it's with a um, licensed law firm in my state and it's available in every state if you'd like more information on that feel free to shoot me an email at ap alpha papa bowman b-o-w-m-a-n at outlook.com and i'd be more than happy to send you the information on that and uh it's it's a great way to have that uh peace of mind if you're setting up an llc stuff like that to have uh a lawyer take a look at it so now once you have uh your contract on the property so you were able to get a contract on a home you did some comparables now if you're new to this i hate to say this but you can use zillow their comparables or their assessment of the property value is usually off so you know and it depends i wish i could tell you that you know it's always 10 grand over or five grand below but it really fluctuates from area to area. I know when I do my comparable market analysis on a property, it's never the same or even close to what Zillow has put for a, um, a price in a home, but it's a good starting point. So at least you can start there. And then if you're savvy enough, you can go through Zillow and look at other homes that are similar to that and kind of get a better understanding of what the um, fair market value of the home would be all fixed up if it needs any work. And then you want to just make sure that in your contract, you have the verbiage that says and slash or assigns, because what you're going to do is there's a couple different exit strategies, but the two we're going to talk about today is either assigning the contract for a fee to a uh, rehabber, somebody that's going to come and rehab the home, or what you're going to do is you're going to close on that contract with transactional funding. And what that is, is a company that will lend you money not based on credit or anything like that so this is a good way to get into real estate investing if you need some money to, to pay off some debt clean up your credit what they're going to do is they're going to lend that money for up to a 24-hour period the only way they're going to lend that money is if there's enough to cover they're usually one to two percent of their fee of whatever the the contracting price is and then if you have an end buyer lined up, you have your re rehabber all lined up in, in a contract with them. So what you would do is you would go like here in Connecticut, we have attorneys, you know, real estate attorneys that do our closings in other states might have title companies, but they'll do the title search, whether it's a title company or the real estate attorney. And then you'll go to close and you'll close with that homeowner and they will wire those funds in and that homeowner will get their check. And then what you'll do is you'll turn around and you will sell it. And that would be the B2C transaction all in the same day to your rehabber. Now, that's perfectly legal. It's perfectly fine. And as far as I know in any state, I know there's no, as far as my understanding, there's no federal law that you're breaking that says if you do a simultaneous closing, you're going to go to jail. The only time it poses an issue is if you close with your end buyer first and then use those funds to close with 
your homeowner, which is not really done anymore ever since the Dodd-Frank Act. So what you're going to do is you're going to have two different ways to get out of this contract. So you're either going to sign the contract for a fee, and that will be done at closing. So you'll sign the contract for three or four or five thousand dollars. You know, in your first couple, depending on what you work in their first spread. So you got to make sure you know what the property is worth, all fixed up. Negotiate it to the lowest buying price possible, and most people will tell you. You can look it up online. It's usually either sixty-five or seventy percent of the fair market value or the after repair value minus repairs. So if it needs, you know, maybe paint, carpet, you know, reface the kitchen cabinets, paint them white, what have you, maybe you can get in and out of the property for 10 grand, make it rental ready and be able to sell it to an end user. So you got to kind of know your numbers going into this then, um, or at least be able to, to figure out your numbers and, you know, one Sunday, take a walk through Home Depot, kind of see or you know, Lowe's or whatever your local big box um, store is as far as home improvement and see what you can get a toilet for or kitchen cabinets off the shelf or flooring or vinyl flooring or, you know, uh, how much carpet's needed for a 10 by 10 bedroom or 12 by 12 bedroom and, you know, what that cost is. So you kind of get some ideas and put a list together as far as... uh you know, what your prices are going to be in order to fix this home up. So you can give all that to the rehabber. Granted, they're going to do their own homework, but it kind of just puts it together in a nice little package. So once you have that, you want to make sure to make the contract binding. So you have to leave a deposit with the homeowner at the time of signing. Now, in my state, it could be as little as 10 bucks or a dollar. It just has to be some significant amount of money. I usually offer them $100 or $1,000 because, you know, or $500 because that money is not going to be deposited until the um, the closing happens. So that money will go into escrow or be held onto by the attorney until it's time to close. So if you can, do a $50 bill, put it down, you gave them $50 cash, and that way there, if anything happens, you know, um, you'll be able to get your money back. Uh, but again, it's just $50. Um you know, you could always say something like, you know, um, I've done this before. Is hey, you know, I can't. You know, I put a, uh, a lot of homes under contract. I close a lot of homes monthly, and um, you know, I work with other investors that fix and flip these homes. So for me to be able to have to put down, you know, one percent of the purchase or ten percent of the purchase price or something along those lines or a thousand dollars, if I'm doing, you know, five or six different properties a, a month, that's going to be, you know up to six grand out of my pocket that I could be using for advertising and other things. So we typically give a $10 deposit and close in 45 days. And I just say, that won't be a problem, will it? And I just shut up and be quiet and let them see what they say. And if they're really motivated, most of the time they're going to say, okay, or then you're going to have to haggle back and forth a little bit. Now, once you have that part one done, this is now where you're going to start looking for your end buyer or your rehabber. So what you want to do is you want to get out on Craigslist Facebook, if, you, if you're on Facebook or social media, um, Facebook has a lot of different groups for wholesalers, renovators, um, real estate professionals where you can market this home to. So um, you don't have to go out and buy a digital SLR camera or micro four thirds or anything crazy like that. If you have a newer camera like uh, Galaxy S8, S9, uh, Galaxy Note uh, 8, you'll be fine. The camera systems on that are really good. 
Um, just get used to using the camera set system if you have uh, an Android. I can't really talk for Apple because I'm not an Apple user. But if you are an Android, if you go to the Google Play Store, pick up the free app called Open Camera, I believe. And it allows you to adjust the camera settings a lot more than your standard app that comes with the phone. So you can take really, really good quality photos. And you also want to take some video when you're in the home. So uh, when you're there, you're going to tell them this. I need to take some photos because I need to market this to, um, you know, some of my buyers that are going to be rehabbers. You tell them right up front, listen, I'm not going to rehab the home. I'm just in the market for finding homes uh, that people need to get out of. I buy them at a certain price. I'm going to sell it at a certain price. That's where I make my money from. So you don't have to worry about paying a realtor's commission. But in order to do that, I need to be able to show the home possibly or at least get the pictures out there so people will see. So when I talk to my rehabbers, they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. So you want to go through the home, kind of like you're going on a home inspection. Um, go through it, look at the basement, make sure you know things are up to par, make sure there's no water down there. If there's a sub pump, take note of it. Start taking pictures of all the rooms from many different angles. Then do a video walkthrough of it. And with that video walkthrough, you can upload that to YouTube, and then you can send that link to everybody on your buyers list. Now, you might be saying, hey, Aaron, I don't have a buyers list right now. I'm brand new. I'm just getting started. Well, that's okay, because as you're getting into this, your buyer list is going to start being built more and more and more and more, and you're going to get more people on that. You're going to run into people that are like, hey, yeah, I like to you know, renovate houses. Maybe they do one or two a year. You know, um, Maybe it's not a big company like you see on TV, like uh, uh, what is that show, Fix or Flip or um, whatever. It's on HGTV. I can't think of the show right now life of me but um what you're gonna do is you start marketing on facebook in some of the facebook groups on your facebook page um i prefer you to get a facebook business page because you can do a lot more you can boost posts and i'll have to do another episode on this and maybe a youtube video to go along with it but when you boost a facebook post or do a facebook ad you can do it for really as little as five dollars and you can get down to a demographic and you can start looking for people who are likely to move looking to do renovation projects or into real estate rehabbing and you'll get that ad in front of those people within i'd say a 20 mile radius of that home so outside of that you can post it to twitter instagram and then the uh the one that I find that works really great because I think a lot of other rehabbers scroll through um, Craigslist a lot looking for properties or looking to work with other um, wholesalers. You can just go on Craigslist, put an ad under homes for sale, and do something as simple as the good old-fashioned handy investor special, great deal for rehabbers, your phone number. And then when they call you, say, yeah, great, what's your email? I'd be more than happy to send you some information on the property. And um, you could use, um, uh, what's the, I use Constant Contact, but there's another one that's like Constant Contact that's free. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but um, if you Google um, you know, Constant Contact, I believe it comes up. I'm not sure if I can pull it up on my computer real quick. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, actually, I can't. Um, you know, I don't want to try to do two things at once here. So let me keep my train of thought with this. Um, but um, you can uh, you can use some type of uh, emailing service like that, and you can create a nice H, you know, a nice um, 
uh, format because they have a lot of templates on there. So you can upload your pictures, put your video link in there, and you send that out to them. Now you can tell me, listen, I can also text you some photos too if you need it right away. But uh, let me get your email also. And then just take an Excel spreadsheet or pen and paper, however you want to do it. Write down their name, their phone number, um, their email address, the areas they're looking in, and then you know um, their price point or what price they're looking at. So then once those phone calls start coming in, you're going to get that information out to them. This is how you're going to build your buyers list. Now, some people will tell you to run ghost ads, which is basically running that ad or something like investor special, um, way below market value. This one won't last or I need to sell my house within the next 48 hours. Please call me, you know, whatever your number is. You can start doing that, but then if you don't have something to give them right away, you kind of look like a jerk. So I'd rather have you get the property, and if you get it at a good deal, the money's going to show up. And you know, I've heard that a hundred times before, and I didn't realize it until I started doing um, more HUD stuff. And we'll do that in another podcast. But um, so I started re- wholesaling, and then as I started getting the deals, I just put it out there, and the people would just start showing up with the money, and being like, "Hey, yeah, man, I saw your ad." Uh, let's go meet up. Can you walk me to the property? Can we meet at it? You know, what have you. So you want to start, you know, then getting their information, sending them the information on the property. And um, then what you want to do, and that's uh, that's step two, is start building your buyers list once you have the property. Step three is going to be where, you know, you need to negotiate with the rehabber because the rehabber obviously is going to try to get it at the lowest price for them, but you need to keep your feet to the fire and stick at your point. So, Let's just say, you know, you have a house um, that is 100000 They owe, say, fifty on the property. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. You want to get an assignment fee of, let's say, 5000 to keep the numbers easier. So you offer them, you know, um, $55,000. What you can try to do is then... Looking at that house, saying it's worth a hundred thousand in good condition, say twelve or <clears throat> excuse me, twelve or fifteen thousand repairs, get you to market condition, so it's not a big rehab. Uh, you know that the uh, you have some rehabbers lined up for say they'll pay you sixty-five to seventy of the retail value. You could sell the home anywhere from say sixty to sixty-five thousand. Making somewhere around ten thousand for your assignment fee. Um, so, basically, what you want to do to keep it simple is you're going to negotiate a price. Let's say the house is worth a hundred thousand. You negotiate a price with the homeowner for fifty-five. You're going to put, you know, uh, the new price with the homeowner be fifty-five, and you want to make ten grand on it. So you're going to market it for sixty-five. So basically, that's sixty-five percent of the hundred thousand. And then that would be your potential profit um, would be the difference. So um, that's kind of in a nutshell how it works. Now, we're into this podcast for almost 20 minutes now. And people make this more difficult than it needs to be. Gurus try to sell you crap you don't need and saying there's a new magic bullet and there's a new way of doing it. This has been done since the beginnings with... Ron Legrand and uh, oh that other old guy that had infomercials that would do it late at night um, Carlton Sheets it's all done the same way it's been done the same way from years ago there are different ways of doing it but it's 
basically the same way through. And then the last step, step four, is you want to prepare for your closing, get your closing paperwork together, which will all be done by either the title company or the attorney. So that is how to get started. Very basically, the basic steps for wholesaling. Now, let's talk about the action steps that you need to do if you want to get started in this right away. First thing I would do is start marketing for distressed properties, marketing for properties that are out-of-state owners, marketing properties for properties on Craigslist like I Buy Homes Cash, Proof of Funds Available. And in another podcast, I'll show you where you can get those proof of funds because that's going to come from when you do your B2C transaction. They'll actually provide you with the proof of funds for that property because they are lending you the money. So again, that's not based on any credit or anything like that. So it also makes you a stronger buyer because there might be other re, you know uh, wholesalers in the area, but they may not have that. That's just something extra that you can do to make it uh, a little bit better. Go out get some business cards done online. Uh, you can get them done pretty cheap um, for like five to 10 bucks, depending on what website you go to. And um, start handing those out and leaving them um, in every every spot you go to. So um, one place that I use is Vistaprint. You can make a really nice business card for a low amount of money. And uh, here's a little trick that I use is even my real estate cards, I take my realtor cards and every time I get gas, um, where you put your credit card in your debit card to pay, after I pay, I put a business card in there because the next person that comes up behind me has to pull that business card out. So that's just a little tip or trick for you as uh, to get your name out there. So um, you can also advertise on Facebook um, through Facebook ads if you have a business page uh, saying, you know, uh, you could do either video or Photograph basically saying that you know I buy homes and you can put it into a certain area and I really need to do a video on that and uh, so you guys can see how that's done on the YouTube page. But um, so once you start marketing for your properties, you want to get a property under contract for the least amount of money as possible. Now you don't want to steal the property from the people. You want to make it fair for everybody because that's how you're going to get repeat business and people are going to be referred to you. You know if like I said they owe fifty grand on the property. You know, and there's enough wiggle room in there and it's way below market value. Maybe you can offer them a little more than five grand uh, to put some money in their pocket. You know, do whatever you can uh, to help with moving expenses and stuff like that if they are moving or it's in pre-foreclosure. And then to start marketing the property once you have it under contract because that will give you what is called equitable interest in the property. Now, some people say you're acting as a realtor without a real estate license, but nobody has ever gone to jail for wholesaling and like i said i don't believe there is any federal law that you'll be breaking but you can always check with your attorney or if you end up signing up for legal zoom and getting that service you can send them an email and say hey this is what i'm looking to do does this violate any code of ethics well it wouldn't be code of ethics but any uh, penal code or any state statute where i could end up in jail and they're going to tell you no so once you start marketing it, you start getting the information from your rehabbers, start collecting that information to build your buyers list so then you can email blast everybody as you get these properties in your pipeline and then get all the documentation to your closing attorney or title company and close the deal and put some money in your pocket. So I would say this week, if you're looking to start wholesaling, your first action step would be to start driving around your neighborhood 
look for homes that are in disrepair or run down or the grass has grown or the leaves haven't been raked up or there's a tarp on the roof. Those kind of signs and see if you can make contact with those um, buyers or I'm sorry, those sellers or those homeowners. And then uh, maybe go out and pay for a list if you wanted to of out of state owners that own property in your town or just go to your town hall and ask them for a list of uh, list pendants in the area or people that are tax delinquent. That's another good way of finding them and then start making contact. I uh, hope you enjoy this show today. Um, it's uh, about 24 minutes in. I don't want to keep these podcasts too, too long. Like I said, wholesaling is a very, very simple topic. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. Uh, just look me up, uh, Aaron Bowman Realtor. You'll find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and YouTube. And uh, you can always email me again at apbowman at outlook.com. And I'd be more than happy to get back to you. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. I do appreciate you listening. And I look forward to our next podcast in a couple days. And um, we'll talk about another way of wholesaling properties and another way to find them. And some more action steps to start getting you folks some coin in your pocket, hopefully. And um, until then, have yourself a great week, and I'll talk to you all real soon.